Hi, and welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls podcast. As always, I'm Alan, and joined by my friend Ski. Ya-cha-cha! And Brent. Good day, mates. And today we're going to be going over episode 17, uh, Nice and Easy. As always, we're going to start off with a recap and then give our uh, MVPs for the episode as well as our rating out of eight slices of cheesecake on our uh, effort to determine the greatest episode of the entire series. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Ski to start our recap. All right. As he mentioned, uh, this episode is entitled Nice and Easy. The original air date was February 1st, 1986. It was written by Stuart Silverman and directed by Terry Hughes. Uh, we kind of open. We find uh, Sophia in the living room. She is on the couch uh, with her toenail or painting her toenails with her feet propped up on a coffee table. Full disclosure, this is when I stopped watching. Uh, <laughs> so you just immediately, you're not a foot man, apparently? Exactly. Yeah. I was like, I'm done. Well, I, I, thought, I thought that's where he pushed pause. Oh, okay. And just <laughs> admired Sophia's old toes for a little while. It's like, I'm, obviously, this was not, you know, originally broadcast in, you know, HD. <laughs> we're not meant to see those toes and all that glory. Yeah, well, I was thinking, much. in 1986 or 85, whenever this actually taped, did they not have the technology of the little thing that uh, women purchased to p- go in between their toes? Because I feel like there's a thing now, like a little, I don't know, it looks like brass knuckles, yeah, but yeah. it's, you know, <laughs> foam yeah. of some sort that goes in between the yeah. toes. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. Well, I think, I'm sure that they did or whatever, but I just don't know if they were that small. Oh, okay. Like, just from those that I've seen, it seems like her tiny foot would be ripped apart <laughs> trying to <laughs> jam that in there. So maybe they hadn't started making them for children yet. Exactly. Which is what Sophia may have required. Exactly. <laughs> so those were some she tiny pearl toes. <laughs> so go ahead, Ski. Sorry about that. Nope. See and, uh, be so- detailed in the recap, because again, I did not watch any further. <laughs> I'm kidding, I did. I know. <laughs> uh, Blanche enters, and she sees what she's doing. And, uh, so, so had you not, sorry, but had you not watched it, would you then commentate on Ski's recap? <laughs> like yes, only? yes, I would. <laughs> In like, my vague recollection of the episode from when I watched it a few years back. You'd be like, wow, Blanche's knee sounds like a real bitch. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Okay. I paid her in a real good light, though, Alan. Yeah, but see, now we've told Ski not to be quite as uh, detailed with his uh, mm-hmm. with his recaps. I mean, I, now this week, did you spend the hour and a half or less on? It was a little over an hour and a half this time. Okay. But I also had internet connectivity issues, so. Oh, okay. Well, I don't necessarily count that. Uh, you know, if there's technical difficulties, I can't really <laughs> count that against you. But anyways, so yeah, so, so at this point, Sophia's painting her toenails. Yes. And Blanche comes in, sees her feet up on the coffee table, kind of flips out. And, uh, As well, she, she should. She tries to convince her yeah. to take her feet down because her niece, Lucy, uh, will be there any time. How about she take her feet down because it's a communal coffee table? Yeah, like, I don't care yeah. that Lucy's on her way, but... And she makes know. the comment that that just doesn't look very good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, couldn't she put it on her knee, like, to cross Some, her leg? I don't know. She is uh, old, maybe not as flexible. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I think... You, even though it is a community coffee table, there's certain things that you just don't do. Mm. You know, like like it's a community kitchen table. That doesn't mean Blanche can get frisky on it. <laughs> I'm sure she has, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> Someone could be wanting to do coke off that coffee table later. And, you know. Well, like, we know that Dorothy's naked body has gone walking through that kitchen before. <laughs> that's true. With a mouthful of Oreos. As they're, well, as they're snorting the coke off the table, they this table smells bad. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> and they're like, Haha, you can't really tell. Don't lie. And uh, so she tries to convince her to take her feet down. <laughs> Lucy's going to be there any minute. And uh, Loose Lucy. Say what? Loose Lucy. Loose Lucy. Uh, it's a yeah. Grateful Dead song. Oh. <laughs> but one uh, thing, I'll, I'll just inter- interrupt again now that we're eight <laughs> seconds into the episode. Um, I This is the third episode in a row where I thought they did a good job of introducing the premise of the story in a, a relatively mm-hmm. natural way. Yeah. You know, because I think, you know, the two episodes ago it was introducing Dorothy's sister, and then mm-hmm. last episode, I can't remember what the uh, premise was, but I know that it, I mean, I don't remember how they did it, but again, I feel like this is three episodes in a row where they very smoothly mm-hmm. worked right into the episode by the first, you know, within the first two or three lines of it, which, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's good writing. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know. I don't know if we should talk about it now or like, uh, so we didn't say uh, like, we don't know who Lucy's mom is. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Like, but Blanche has two sisters, right? Yeah, that she's mentioned at this point. There's only been Virginia and Charmaine. Yeah, and they're both like one slightly older and one slightly younger. Yeah, but that's what I believed from the prior episode. Okay. Which, yeah. Well, uh, one thing that I caught on this one that we had actually misspoken on last time, we had said that Charmaine was maybe the younger sister, but in this episode it says that Charmaine is the older. Yeah, when I was thinking back to that, I think they were talking about how Charmaine had health issues or something, and that's what prevented well, her from helping out with housework. Oh, uh, maybe. And it wasn't, because at first I was thinking, oh, maybe she was the baby of the family, but no, I think that in retrospect, I think it was because... Her iron lung. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think they ever do discuss who Lucy belongs to. Uh, yeah. So. But at the very least, the fact that, you know, she's 20 means she was a late-in-life baby for one of those sisters. Uh, you know, I guess since they're so ambiguous about the ages, I mean, yeah. I don't think 30 to 35 would be late in life, which, yeah. you know, that could be somewhere between 30 and 40. 40 yeah. would be a little later. I mean, she's but, a comparable age to Blanche's grandson, David. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. So, yeah, yeah, so that... I don't know, though. I would say David would almost maybe be... David and his mom would maybe be more earlier pregnancy births, you know, mm-hmm. than than what I would necessarily say that the uh, that Lucy would be a late-in-life birth. Mm-hmm. I think Lucy's a normal-aged birth, whereas I think if you had a 16-year-old grandson and you're 50 years old, mm-hmm. then you probably started kind of early, and your child probably started kind of early. Yeah. Um, okay. At the very least, one of the two would have had to start kind of early. Yeah. But I don't think having a 20-year-old niece would, would necessarily mean that that was a late-in-life child. Okay. Yeah, I, I've been told that we shouldn't... Uh, shouldn't disparage those who decide to have children um, <laughs> at a later age. So so I'm just backing up that um, that assertion. So, who told you we shouldn't do that? Uh, well, I, I just, I have one particular person who's listened to the podcast who, who's had their most recent child in their mid-40s. And I think that we commented about uh, being kind of old to have a child at around 40. And, and these folks are in their mid-40s already, so... Can you edit out who this person is? Uh, well, I mean, I can tell. It's my cousin Dave and Shannon. Gotcha. Um, so, uh, which uh, I don't think that I was necessarily disparaging about having them. I think I just noted that, especially in that time frame, having yeah. a child in your 40s would have been yeah. a later time to have a kid. But yeah. not that it's a bad thing to do yeah. so. I myself had a late-in-life baby. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm sure you'll have oh, – well, no, I guess you won't have more. So, but – if, if I do, I will not be the father. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyways. So it's not my nature to be litigious, but I think in that instance I might. <laughs> <laughs> you demand a paternity test at that point? Well, or, I think I'll just, just go back to the, you know, uh, the doctor, the one who did my Oh, okay, procedure. yeah. So you think, now, is that a guaranteed surgery, though? Isn't there some... The one that I got is oh okay like it's like he cut slash, your whole wiener off slash and burn rainforest <laughs> technology oh okay <laughs> so, well I know with uh, various whether it be for the man or the woman woman I know there are um, procedures that can reverse those because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I believe you know that that cousin that I was speaking of I believe mm-hmm. they had gone one direction and changed their mind and went back the other direction so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, apparently he did not have the slash and burn <laughs> um, <laughs> procedure that you yeah. did. So but. I do like that term too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I'm two for two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're uh, ten seconds into the episode and Maybe. nine minutes into Maybe. our recording. So, <laughs> so you know, t- toenails being painted up on the coffee table. Blanche says, "Don't do that." Right. Lucy's going to be here. Lucy arrives. Uh, well, yeah, Blanche is uh, close to Lucy. She mentions. Sophia had said that she was never really close to either any of her nieces, and that uh, apparently Lucy's coming to town for college interviews, and Blanche is hoping that uh, she'll actually get into one of those universities around Miami and be able to spend more time around them. So do you think that Lucy started off like a junior college or something? Or was it like an Ivy Tech type of a situation, and now she's looking for, uh, you know, like her four-year university? Um, no. I think that she's just maybe switching majors or something or like what she wants to major in isn't offered at her current school. Maybe transferring. Yeah. I wouldn't think that an interview would be necessary. I don't know. I mean, especially back in the eighties, I think it was a little easier to get into college than it is nowadays. So I would think that the strength of your transcript from going from one to the other would be enough. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, could she possibly be like going for her master's now? Not a 20. I mean, unless she's a really advanced student. Yeah. Or maybe um, she got her associates, now she's going for a bachelor's. That's what I kind of figured. I thought, well, maybe yeah. she was at a two-year type of a Maybe university. poor SAT scores. It could be. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, 
I, I had poor, uh, not SAT scores, I had good SAT scores, but I did poorly in high school. So when I first applied to IU, they told me, uh, thank you for your application. Let's see how you're doing in a different college yeah. for, you know, for a year or a semester, yeah. and then we'll reconsider it. Yeah. So Maybe it's a teaching college. I think you have to interview for those possibly. Oh, okay. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I don't think she ever does discuss specifically what major she's looking for. So. Yeah. It's not important. No, no, it isn't <laughs> really completely inconsequential to the story. But as are most of the things we discuss here. <laughs> well, yeah. well, that's the fun of this. <laughs> we care about what they didn't. <laughs> Playing fast and loose with the definition of fun. <laughs> I didn't say it's fun for the listeners. <laughs> I usually have fun with these. Thank you for your patience. Well, you're not one of the listeners unless no. you're just talking about listening to I me. I like and listening Brent. to you guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, really, if they have half as much fun listening to it as we do recording it, mm-hmm. then obviously, you know, we're having twice as much fun as they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is still probably a third as much fun as they wish they were having. Hashtag max. <laughs> <laughs> but it's four times more than they paid for. That's, so. that's true. Yeah, right now they only paid with their time, which probably wasn't worth much to begin with. Exactly. <laughs> well, with the conversion rate between us and Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, yeah, so at this point, Lucy has come in, right? We no, have, not yet. Oh, she hasn't? We no, haven't even got to that point not yet? Not quite. Um, we're, we're getting close. Don't oh, worry. Okay. But uh, anyway, so Blanche is talking to Sophia about, you know, hoping that uh, Lucy can attend college nearby and she'll get to see her more often. Just then, Dorothy kind of rushes in. She's clearly very upset, saying that she just saw a rat. Uh, Rose enters right after her and says, it wasn't a rat, but just, quote, a cute little mouse. Uh, then she uh, tries to talk Dorothy out of calling an exterminator, telling the girls about a mouse named Larry that once saved her life. Yeah, that. well, first off, I think my favorite line of the episode was early on it, and that was um, Dorothy's line that uh, it doesn't wear white gloves and work at Disneyland, uh, <laughs> yes. which I thought was odd that, you know, they're, you know, three hours away from Disney World. Why you got to go to the West Coast for Disneyland? But yeah. I don't know. That's a good point. point. I, didn't, I couldn't caught that part. It probably just rolled off the tongue better than Disney World would have in that punchline. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this whole uh, rambling story about the Larry the Mouse saving, <laughs> saving Rose's life. It was maybe my favorite anecdote so far, at least up in the top two or three. Well, and then she she basically tells about uh, Larry the Mouse and says that you know, she used to... Uh, walk it every day uh, on a little leash that she made out of a kite string and one day she was taking on a walk and it refused to cross over a bridge and then she you know she said she, whatever she did she couldn't get the mouse to kind of move which seems odd because a mouse is pretty light yeah she must have been a frail young lady <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, it was a very light touch I suppose yeah. the, uh, but then you know the bridge in front of her gets swept away by a uh, flood from a dam that had busted like upstream i suppose mm-hmm. the story does not change the girls minds though blanche actually goes to pick up the phone to call the exterminator but just then the doorbell rings and it's lucy mm-hmm. yeah that was maybe the most like i said i enjoyed it it was probably the most nonsensical story that rose has told so far um <laughs> see i think her later story in this episode is my favorite oh okay well we'll get to that one uh, shortly because i do remember there was another solid one i shortly mean about 50 minutes from now oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Lucy enters and immediately hugs Blanche. You can tell they're very close. Uh, she introduces the girls and uh, or is introduced to the girls and then takes a, a Blanche takes a good look over and uh, she makes a comment: "Terrific little figure, gorgeous hair, perfect skin, just like looking in a mirror." Mm-hmm. And Sophia quips back, uh, "Get some Windex yeah. <laughs> to Blanche." I did like the fact that they, you know, hired an actress who's somewhat age appropriate for the role. Yeah. Like she seemed like she'd be about 20. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I like too that there were at least some similarities between mm-hmm. her and Blanche. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't someone who was like, you know, like Virginia really didn't look much at all like Blanche. Yeah, uh, yeah. But this one looked like she could be a relative for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Like Virginia seemed like she was from like New England or something. Right. <laughs> and so uh, she starts telling the girls about, you know, the, how the, her trip there was wonderful. And on the plane, she met a doctor. And actually plan to see him shortly. I think a half hour from when they're talking, uh, Blanche, you know, makes a comment that well, you just got here, and she says, "Well, I'd really like to go. Do you mind? I'll, I won't go if you don't want me to." And she uh, she asks, "Well, would your mother let you go?" And she says, "No." And she says, "Go for it." <laughs> yeah, I was thinking though, this doctor. Now, granted, I mean, of course, this is the theme of the episode, but 
you know, this doctor has a private boat that we find out about later, um, or has his own boat. So, you know, he's probably been, it's not someone who's fresh out of school. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you'd have to assume he'd be at least in his thirties. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, there's a, a pretty nice age gap between her and this first, uh, Love yeah. interest. It's almost a theme. I mean, we can talk about it once we get to like pseudo number three. <laughs> right. <But> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she she heads out. You know, Blanche. You know, kind of muses about uh, having to catch a doctor of her own one day, and Dorothy kind of shuts her down. Uh, there was a comment before something about. Uh, do you, Do you have a uh, written down what uh, Blanche had told to Lucy about the horse in the stable? Yeah. Yeah, that one was another another good line. I'd write that down. Uh, if you got a stallion eating oats out of your hand, best close the gate before you uh, give him the sugar. And then Dorothy says at the end, I don't think there's any sugar left or yeah. <laughs> enough sugar left. Right, yeah, for uh, yeah, in Blanche's bowl. <laughs> it seems like, though, if you're giving him enough sugar, he's not going to care that the gate's open. He's right. going to stay. Like, yeah, I wouldn't I think he'd just be like, oh, a little sugar and run. You exactly. He's going to stay for more sugar. Yeah. Now, granted, though, I don't know what a horse's overall appetite for sugar is. You know, it may just be that, <laughs> you know, gets them ramped up and then they're off to the races to find their next bowl. <laughs> Gets them all horned up, I assume. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Tijuana's taught me anything. There's nothing like sugar to get a horse going. <laughs> so. Um, so we do what a sugar do to a donkey. Even though this is an explicit rated podcast, I can't get into that here, Brent. Are we really explicit rated? Yeah, because there are a cuss word here and there. Or is a cuss word here and there. Not from these lips. I understand that, but there is from these. So, <laughs> <laughs> And there is some inappropriate uh, you know, discussions once in a while. Okay. So we don't need to be tethered by uh, the concerns of <laughs> tender ears. <laughs> There's a lot of young listeners who are fans of Golden Girls now. They've popped up in uh, you know, Teen Titans Go and yeah. <laughs> Amazing right, World of yeah. Gumball and whatnot. They'd be like, oh, what is the fuss all about? And you know, tune into us and they mm-hmm. you know, think it's rated PG or G or E for everyone. Um, no, it's E for explicit. <laughs> Old switcheroo, right? Exactly. So, uh, so we do a scene change, and then, and then we're in the kitchen. Uh, Dorothy is telling Rose that she saw the uh, rat again, this time on her dresser, and this time she's going to call the exterminator uh, for sure. Rose again protests that it's only a mouse and that she she'll she'll, she'll talk to the mouse. And convince it to leave the house. Yeah, I did like there was another little part in there, um, you know, when she says he's back and, uh-huh. and Rose says who. And she says, O.J. Simpson, which who would have known that would have been such a terrifying uh, yeah. you know, phrase a few years yeah. later. You know, when, when a celebration of O.J. Simpson is the least dated part of your episode, right. <laughs> you know times have changed. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. Nowadays, if O.J. Simpson was back, you would definitely have more to worry yourself about than, <laughs> than that mouse. Who would be the hunted then, Alan? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so she goes back into uh, protest that the, it's only a mouse and that she'll convince it to leave and uh, explains that she can talk to animals and has always had that gift. She says, he'll listen to me. Mice always have. Uh, then Blanche enters upset. And says that Lucy has not been home since the previous evening when she uh, left to go see the doctor. Uh, Rose tries to calm her down, but quickly realizes that a 20-year-old in Miami alone could definitely be getting into some trouble. Right. Uh, then, just then, which I've noticed another trend, and this is obviously a, dev- a plot device that a lot of sitcoms use, but as soon as they start talking about something, the resolution immediately happens. Right. Like, they're worried that where could Lucy be? Mm-hmm. Well, all of a sudden she's there. So she enters, and she's in a very good mood. She's seeming really laid back, mm-hmm. talking about how she had an awesome evening and how this doctor took her on his private boat for a midnight cruise, and she's in love. Right. So do you think they just leave the front door unlocked? It seems that way, unless they gave her a key, perhaps. Um, like, we saw her leave quickly without one. Oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah, that's true because, yeah, Blanche didn't even pick her up from the airport mm-hmm. or anything. She yeah. came on her own. Yeah, she so. answered the door. She came in. She's like, I'm running off with Dr. Feelgood. Yeah. <laughs> One thing we've learned about the relatives of the Golden Girls is, boy, they uh, spend a lot on cab fare. They do. So. They do. <laughs> Those girls go to the airport for nobody. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think even when they've traveled, like, Rose has had to take a cab back and forth and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, they I don't know. <clears throat> Transportation is not something that you can count on them to help you out with. Yes. So, 
It's what, $67 to the airport? Is that what we established in the pilot? Yeah, probably in that ballpark anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it should be like $100 in today's uh, mm-hmm. currency. So. Yeah. Or a $14 Uber. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, well, you know, she tells about her wonderful night and then, you know, mentions that, you know, she still has to get ready uh, for this college interview even though she hasn't got any sleep. Uh, so she exits and then Rose is clearly upset and says, well, I don't believe it. Imagine laying herself a doctor. Oh, and uh, Blanche says, I don't believe it either. Imagine laying herself a doctor and she still wants to finish college. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely another nicely dated <laughs> line yeah. from this episode. Uh, but Rose is clearly upset and disapproves of what Lucy is, uh, uh, that she's moving so quickly uh, with this you know, person who's essentially a stranger. Uh, Dorothy and Blanche are a bit more supportive, though, and refuse to judge her actions. Uh, Sophia says it is a sin. But uh, seems kind of shaky on taking the moral high ground on that one. Yeah. Well, it's like she calls it a sin, but it's like, but it's something I would do if I didn't think it was a sin. Like, if I could trade this for that, then, mm-hmm. you know, I'd totally be down with it. Right. Yeah. And then, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I, we just changed scene, but, but you had something to finish. I was going to say we awkwardly changed scene. Because she was like, you know, I need fish on a Friday if the Pope said it was okay. Where's the milk? Yeah. End scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they just move on. Yeah. Exactly. It's the most jarring thing. Yeah. Everybody looks over and then the scene, exactly. scene's done. Yeah. It's like, are they running long this episode? They have to trim or right. something off. And like, we need that, eight more seconds and we're not going to have There were that. actually five other milk jokes after that, but right. we, we lost all those for time. Yeah. They're in the director's cut. <laughs> Exactly. It's just, you know, Sophia looking at milk jugs with other 20-year-old girls who'd gone missing in Miami. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would have been a good follow-up. I like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, as he said, we kind of abruptly changed scene. Uh, then we see Sophia and Dorothy out on the lanai playing uh, checkers. Sophia is uh, pr- playing pretty loose with the rules mm-hmm. in her own favor. Uh, then we see Lucy enter and says the uh, they asked her how the interview went and she says it went fantastic. Yeah. Can you call playing loose with the rules? It seemed like she just switched sides. So that <laughs> she's like, yeah, you know, we're just is she playing to where whatever move I can make, <laughs> then I get you know that it, it number was, it of, was a of fair checkers. move, but not by her. Right? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I don't even know if that counts as loose with the rules or just like a child who doesn't understand the rules kind of a situation. Yeah. Well, she even makes the. Uh, the comment something along the lines of, you know, we're just having fun here and now you're playing Vegas rules or something. Uh, right. Like, Vegas yeah. rules of checkers. Yeah. <laughs> so. I wonder how that would go. Yeah. If, if that's ever been a thing. Yeah. Vegas rules checkers. Yeah. Exactly. So high stakes. Mm. But then, you know, Lucy comes in, we realize Dorothy's not the only one getting jumped. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, you know, she says the interview went fantastic and asked where Blanche was, and she wants mm-hmm. to tell her aunt all about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then she says, uh, she tells, Blanche comes in, and uh, she says she won't be uh, home for dinner that night because she's leaving again. Oh, no, sorry, Blanche is not there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's telling the girls this. Uh, and then Dorothy assumes that she's going out again with the doctor from the previous night, but turns out she's going out with Michael, the boy who actually just interviewed her at the mm-hmm. college. Wait, you say boy. I mean, again, well, this is a person man, who yeah. I'd assume would be someone probably in their 30s, if yeah. not, you know, older. Another person in a authority position over yeah. her. Yeah. Now, and she discusses later. She discusses later in the episode, and we'll get to that as far as, you know, maybe why she is, uh, you know, seeking attention. To me, though, I gotta wonder if she has some father issues because it's not just that she's going after dudes. I mean, she's on a college campus. There'd be, yeah. you know, plenty of guys that would be age appropriate. Yeah. yeah. But all the guys that she ends up going after would be people who, assumably, would be 30-plus. At least late 20s, I would think. Yeah. I mean, the last one, you know, could possibly be closer to Mm -hmm. her age. But, uh, yeah, yeah, to me, I just kind of wonder if there's some issues there where not only was she not getting attention from boys as a young person, but maybe not getting attention from her father either. Yeah. I think there's, there's, I don't know, there's an inference that would back that up. Just because the way that she speaks of Michael about how much of a dreamboat he is, that's really not what you find in academia. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in Miami, you Maybe. know, but perhaps they have to up their game. <laughs> perhaps. So you know, Blanche enters at this point and is uh, very excited. Lucy tells her about, you know, 
that she has been invited, you know, tells her about the interview and, uh, and tells her she's been invited to fly to the Bahamas for the next two nights. Her aunt uh, agrees that she needs to celebrate after doing so well and kind of reluctantly agrees that she can go. And then they, uh, they kind of hug each other and uh, Lucy exits at this point. Uh, very happy that Blanche is being, you know, so supportive and, and really just kind of letting her run her own right. game. Uh, but, uh, of course, Blanche at this time had assumed that she would be flying off to uh, the Bahamas with this doctor she had just met. But, uh, you know, then after Lucy had kind of uh, left the scene, uh, Blanche or uh, D- Dorothy corrects her saying it's not the doctor. It's someone she, she just met at the college that interviewed her. Sophia even added that... Uh, girl's a slut (laughs) just kind of calls her right out Uh, Dorothy has a higher level of concern in her voice you can tell and Blanche is obviously surprised by the news Dorothy suggests that she maybe talk to her mother but Blanche says that she'd feel like she'd betrayed her trust if she did that uh, but does uh, agree that maybe she should talk to her when she gets back Sophia kind of joins back in the conversation with a story about uh, a girl like that she called it from Sicily and says that she slept with all the men from the village until the women finally dragged her out of town and confronted her about these actions. And uh, the lady told uh, the village folk or ladies that uh, what else is there to do in this godforsaken village? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like them. They ask her, what's that story have to do with anything? It's just that's their only slut story that she knows. <laughs> yeah. And so that the scene changes again. Uh, now we find Lucy entering the house late at night. Uh, with a man behind her, just okay. kind of in the shadows. Um, the lights are low. Uh, Blanche had stayed up waiting for her, but had fallen asleep on the couch. Uh, Blanche kind of wakes up, kind of comes to, and you know, tells Lucy to go ahead and say goodnight to her friend, and then she'd like to talk for a bit. Uh, Lucy tells, you know, tells Blanche that she wasn't planning to stay, but was going to grab some items and then head back out with Ed Collins right. from Miami Vice. <laughs> Yeah, when he walked in, I didn't know if it was supposed to be that he was from the Miami Vice. I mean, like from Miami's Vice Department or from the actual show. Yeah, because he's dressed just like Don yeah. Johnson from mm-hmm. the show. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the, the Blanche's house was on the way to uh, Ed's complex. Yeah, I think it lives around the corner, someplace nearby. Uh, Blanche explains uh, her confusion about you know the two different boys. And uh, Lucy corrects her and explains that this is a third boy now, a third man, uh, that uh, apparently Ed actually arrested Michael when they returned from the Bahamas because he was smuggling some weed into the country. Right. Now, do you think Michael was smuggling that in for personal use, or was he smuggling it in to uh, sell to the students there at you know Miami-Dade I, University? Yeah, who or? knows? Either I one's assume a... sell to the students. Hmm. He seems to have a casual moral attitude towards his relationship towards <laughs> them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah apparently. Well... You know, I wonder if he would be forbidden to have a relationship with a student, but since Lucy isn't a student Correct. yet, yeah. then he's, you know, Depends on out. his uh, role, though. It, if he's an interviewer, he may actually be like a student as, as well. Well, I don't know if he'd be a student, but he would like almost certainly be prohibited from having relations with someone who he's having some, yeah. you know, sway over the decision whether or uh, not yeah, to Yeah, I'm sure it would be them. frowned upon. So. Yeah. But uh, Blanche poli- politely kind of ushers Ed to uh, toward the door. And uh, tells Lucy that they really need to get uh, have a talk. And then adds that Lucy is grounded for the remainder of her stay. Lucy does not like this. She tells her that uh, she's embarrassing her and that you know she's 20 years old and she'll go where she pleases. Uh, Lucy then begins to head out the door. And Blanche tells her, you walk out that door, Missy. You, can't, you can forget about coming back. But Lucy storms out all the same. Uh, Blanche follows her and kind of hollers for her. <laughs> And then change scene again. When you leave that way, you can never come back. <laughs> never, a, never, ever. Confederate Railroad taught us that. <laughs> <laughs> so then we change scene, like I said, and we find Blanche, Dorothy, and Rose all drinking coffee in the kitchen. Uh, I don't know if it's coffee, but I assume so. They seem mm-hmm. to be coffee ladies. Yeah. And uh, the, the kitchen table discussing the situation, how uh, she left them, or left the house with uh, that kind of dire warning. Uh, Blanche is clearly upset. By the issue, and uh, Dorothy kind of puts it in perspective, though, that she is a young woman, and she's kind of getting her first taste of freedom. Rose then tell, goes on to tell a story about how she snuck out the window one time uh, to drive to a bar and meet a boy uh, 
Clell Leitner, I think is the name. Yeah. yeah. And this is my favorite Rose, second most favorite Rose moment from this episode. First yeah. favorite anecdote. Oh, okay. And uh, to meet him in the fast-paced city of Tyler's Landing. Right. <laughs> I didn't have a whole lot of details on this, but if you uh, liked it so much, do you want to expound on her story? Um, yeah, I mean, so, you know, she's having a bit of remorse sitting in, you know, her father's truck outside the gin mill, um, trying to work up the nerve to go in. And then she finally does. And when she gets to the door, she runs into, um, their minister walking out yes, along Re- with, um, Reverend McKenzie. Yeah. I do have that part right now. Yeah. Reverend McKenzie and Emmett's wife. Um, Emmett works at the, runs the hardware store, but he can't make change because he got shot in the head three times. <laughs> yeah, and three was, purple, purple hearts, was yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for three head well, wounds. Well, three head wounds. I don't know if he was definitely shot in the head three times, but. But wounded <laughs> nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> he could have taken a, a good, bayonet to yeah. the skull. <laughs> Point taken. <laughs> so, anywho. Um, and then. You know, they make a deal that, you know, hey, I won't tell on you if you won't tell on me. You know, standard snitches get stitches 101. (laughs) Um, And then they go back home. And then two days later, the minister um, is shot by Emmett because the minister... And Emmett's wife are skinny dipping in the church fountain. I think, yeah, didn't, which, didn't uh, Rose say that he shot them both? Yeah, yeah. Which I don't, I've never heard of a church having a fountain. Maybe uh, a baptismal pool. There's but. a fountain in front of our church. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, now it's not a fountain that's large enough to go skinny dipping in. You, <laughs> yeah, could, you could stand in it, but yeah, uh, <laughs> sit in it naked, I suppose. Yeah. But. <laughs> I didn't realize they had a lot of, you know, Catholics in St. Olaf to have a. Yeah, thing, she's a so. Protestant. She made that very yeah, clear. Protestant. Yeah, Protestant. Yeah, at least she was. Yeah. yeah, then she became a Lutheran the following Sunday. <laughs> so, but it was a good little story, and I really liked the way that she told it and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I like they they added they asked her, you know, did she keep her secret or did the minister keep her secret? Mm-hmm. And she's like, till the day he died. Yeah, two days later. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the whole story was like that. You just sort of keep thinking it's over, and then there's another <laughs> little twist or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and then it ties back later, you know, Dorothy's like, how many head injuries did you have, Rose? <laughs> right. I just thought the whole thing was really good. It mm-hmm. was my was favorite good. anecdote, second most favorite Rose moment from the episode. Uh, well, then Blanche goes on and she tells her own rebellion story, uh, which is considerably more uh, perilous than Rose's. Mm-hmm. And she says they are from spanning from fi- age 15 to 17. Uh, she, she left the house pretty much, including uh, dropping out of school going to Mexico to get married yeah. <laughs> uh, and then working as a rocket under an assumed name. Right. And the driving out of school so that she could become a magician's assistant. Yes. Uh, yes. With some suave, uh, <laughs> I'm sure, uh, <laughs> you know, suave talking magician that, that <laughs> was fi- passing 15, through. What kind of scum is taking a 15-year-old around I don't know. Home I mean, we, we see those she... stories in the news here and there. You know, back then things may have been even more permissive. I don't know what the age of consent is where, um, you know, where Blanche grew up at, but maybe it was a little younger than it is around maybe. other parts of the country. Well, well not didn't know age. her age. Well, and plus at that time, you know, that would have been, what, in the 60s? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that would have been probably it's even lower, I would assume, back then. I mean, there were still in a lot of parts of the country people getting married at 14 and 15 years well, old. Well, she says at 16 is when she got married in Mexico. Yeah. So. But That's Mexico, though. Yeah, we, can, we can't. <laughs> Can't necessarily Wild West down there. Um. Count on their laws being the same as ours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so Blanche, you know, says that, uh, you know, I think Rose asked how she got through all that, and Blanche says that, you know, she was basically saved by her her big sister Charmaine, who kind of followed after her and talked some sense into her. Dorothy points out that uh, Lucy could uh, likely use the help of a big sister, referring to Blanche helping her out uh, in this case. And Rose follows up with my favorite line mm-hmm. of the thing. She says, if she doesn't always already have one, I don't think it's humanly possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really good line. It was a uh, little wordy, but I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. of course, misunderstanding them. Uh, Blanche says that she's going after Lucy now, even though it's the middle of the night. The girls say, uh, you know, at this hour we're going with you. Uh, just then, Dorothy kind of freaks out again as they're leaving the room, saying she again saw the mouse. And Rose says, you know, she tried to get the mouse to go, but he's being very stubborn. Mm-hmm. She tried to talk. Yeah, couldn't him. reason with him. Right. Uh, yeah, just, uh, <laughs> Not like a mouse to be fickle. Yeah, apparently. She even yeah. calls him an odd duck, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Then we change scene. We find uh, we're now uh, at uh, Ed's apartment. We see Lucy and Ed talking at his home. And, of course, he is talking to her about Miami Vice, the TV show, uh, st- stating that his preferences for tubs. I never watched the show. Not mm-hmm. a single episode. Did you guys ever watch it? Maybe maybe two or three episodes. Um, I don't know who's who. Like, it was Tubbs, okay, the well, Don Crockett Johnson. Okay, well, Crockett is the Don Johnson, and Tubbs is the... Um, uh, um, Philip Michael Hall? Yeah, yeah, so that's... Uh, that that actually might be... It is real close for that as far as my favorite line of the episode. Just because... <laughs> I don't know, I just thought it was funny. I think his exact lines was... Um, you know, I know most people for Sonny Crockett, but me, I'm strictly a Tubbs man. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I that like I said, that was real, real high competition for my favorite <laughs> line of the episode. Um, it is pretty solid writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucy says that she's never even seen the show, and uh, Ed seems dumbfounded by that. And he kind of just uh, goes on about like it's the best television show ever that's been on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Blanche arrives and asks if she can talk to Lucy. Uh, Lucy says something along the lines of, "You know, anything you have to say, you can say it in front of." And he says, Ed, and so <laughs> like she right. fills in the blank. Like she can't remember him. Uh, but uh, Ed offers that they uh, go ahead and use his bedroom for some privacy. Uh, then Dorothy and Rose enter, and they kind of sit down. Rose and Ed kind of almost immediately start talking about their mutual love uh, for Miami Vice, mm-hmm. based on kind of how he decorated his apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we find Blanche and Lucy in the back room having a heart-to-heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche explains, you know, when I'm with a man, it's because I like him, not because I want him to like me. She also said, Lucy talks about how, you know, when she was younger, it was awkward growing up. She didn't feel confident in the way she looked and stuff. And then she liked the sudden attention she started getting from boys when she started getting older. Yeah, which I think she referred to herself as being um, like fat and uh, short and ugly or or had acne. She had braces and stuff. Yeah, and then apparently... (laughs) I don't know, I had an ugly duckling type of a situation turned into the swan we saw in this episode. (laughs) Well, she said she grew up in doubt. Yeah. And I agree with half of that statement. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't, you know, like super, uh, super busty or anything. So, um, maybe just the right amount, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. At that age, it doesn't take a whole lot to get a guy's attention. No, no, not at all. (laughs) That, I mean, she's 20, though. I think she's, well, she was stopped. Yeah. But she was saying at 16, she, uh, Okay, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm tracking with you now. It's kind of it's kind of the mm-hmm. middle age, you know. Mm-hmm. She says, you know, she was real awkward growing up and kind of liked the attention the boys started giving her. Blanche then continues to uh, say that, you know, she needs to re- learn to respect herself before others can respect her. And then uh, asks her to come home so they can enjoy the rest of her trip together. And they kind of hug. And then we find uh, back in the living room, Ed is quizzing Rose on the Miami Vice trivia. <laughs> And she is nailing all the questions. Yeah. And this is just my favorite Rose thing from the entire episode. <laughs> um, I mean, Betty White was just so adorable throughout this entire little right. thing. I really got a kick out of it. <laughs> uh, Blanche and Lucy uh, kind of emerge from the bedroom, and the girls kind of all get up to go. And then ask, you know, if he can call sometimes. Lucy answers, sure, I guess that'd be okay. But then Ed clarifies that he was talking to Rose <laughs> and would love for her to join him and his friends uh, on Tuesday to go rummage through Don Johnson's trash. Yeah. yeah, I did enjoy, you know, going back to that quiz that he was giving her. <laughs> I enjoyed Rose's answer. And I had to look it up because, you know, again, even though I, I watched, a, you know, a small handful of episodes, I, I didn't remember, you know, anything really about it other than Crockett and Tubbs. But um, I can't remember the the exact question, but the her answer was, that was Noogie, better known on the street as the Nug Man. <laughs> Which apparently, that you know, he, he was an actual character in the show, so they did, uh, you know. They did some homework yeah, for Yeah, they, they gave an accurate answer to whatever his question was. So I, I like that, um, you know, attention to detail. You guys, I like the fact that his Christian name is Noogie. <laughs> <laughs> you guys didn't happen to look up when Miami Vice ran, did you? Mm-mm. Uh, I was like, probably like... I know it was an 80 show, but yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was pretty concurrent with Well, the yeah, this is an 86 you know, episode, so yeah. it had to have been at least close to that. Yeah. Did you ever see the Miami Vice movie? With no, Colin never saw that Fox? either. I heard it was pretty decent. Yeah, it's a solid movie. I'll check it out. Yeah. I think it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if it was. 
Do we have to do we have to bleep stuff like that out? No, I don't no. think so. I don't think we're advertising for Netflix, and even if we were, they wouldn't get upset about that. <laughs> Probably so. clarify that it's like North American Netflix. Oh, International okay. rights may vary. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get sued now for <laughs> promising what Netflix may not be able to deliver. I'm just saying, an angry Irishman could give us two stars because he was led to believe that <laughs> they, they could they could listen to this in four years. <laughs> yeah, it could be. That's now, true. Now, don't you think that um, though before? Ski, who hasn't seen any Miami Vice, would watch a Miami Vice movie that you should go ahead and buckle down and watch the 21 Jump Street movies. Since. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to unpack in that response, and we're already over time. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rose declines, and uh, they exit. I, I do like a line there at the end. Uh, Dorothy you know, kind of says bye to Ed, but says something along the lines of, we're all going to sleep easier tonight knowing that you're off duty. Yeah. Yeah, it really doesn't say much at all for the hiring standards of, <laughs> of uh, the Miami Police Department. Well, I think earlier on when he was talking to Rose, he basically discussed that he modeled his whole life, like house, car, everything, mm-hmm. off of you know living the Miami Vice life. Yeah. Well, you know, bringing a suspect home back home to your bedroom is such a tubs thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I'd have to think that yeah, that was one thing that I thought, surely she would be in custody also. Mm-hmm. I mean, as an accomplice, yeah, um, yeah. I, I can't imagine they'd just be like, oh, obviously you had nothing to do with uh-huh. this. I mean, maybe the guy fully confessed and she was able to, you know, skate by on that alone. But yeah. I would really think that in a drug-related situation. Yeah. They'd at least hold her. Yeah, and for, back in the question. 80s, I mean, wasn't that the, like, whole war on drugs, just mm-hmm. say no yeah. era? Um, so, yeah, I would definitely think that they would be like, oh, okay, you're free to go, ma'am. Exactly, especially since, you know, trafficking from another country. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty significant uh, offense. Yeah. Yep, that's very true. We, uh, we changed scene for the last time. Uh, we see Dorothy in the kitchen, and she's kind of having a final standoff with the mouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, she uh, is holding a broom, and she starts talking to the mouse. They, the, the, they get a, some really good close-up shots on it. And you see it's, it's a pretty innocuous-looking animal. It's pretty cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says that she's never killed another living thing, with the exception of bugs, which for some reason don't count. Rose comes in and kind of, you know, Dorothy doesn't realize it, but she overhears Dorothy plead with the mouse to leave. And then, miraculously, the mouse then heads out to a hole underneath the sink. We don't actually see the mouse leave, but we're, just, we're led to believe it does. Right. Well... The fact that she ushered it out that way, so I guess they also didn't bother to fix the hole the mouse got in. Yeah. <laughs> because they're just like, oh, yeah, it's still open. You know, well, let yourself I out. Can, I can almost see a plumber leaving it just to hopefully the mouse will leave itself. But how would you know it's gone? Yeah, I suppose. How would you know more wouldn't come in? I mean, yeah. I think I'd be more concerned about more coming in than the one being able to get or, back out. I mean, out. they talk about bugs in Miami. I'm, I guarantee oh, they yeah. got some <laughs> crazy bug issues. Yeah. Now, I, there was a one of the... During Dorothy's, I don't know, I guess not back and forth, but one-sided conversation with the mouse, <laughs> there was one particular line I really liked in that where she said, um, "Yeah, you hang around sewers, eat garbage. That's not living, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, she was getting pretty close, uh, close with it. Right. Um, My favorite part of the whole thing was when Ski said, you know, we didn't see it leave, but we can assume it did. Because you know, that's the same thing he said about Coco back in the pilot. Uh, <laughs> so do you think this, might, this mouse may have been the, uh, the reincarnated the Coco? Coco. Exactly. Once again, getting ushered out. That's why he was so stubborn to begin with. Exactly. It was actually Coco's gerbil. <laughs> he was just looking for his master. Exactly. He was originally white. But. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, and that's why she has the broom while she's talking to it, because he was like the housekeeper. So. <laughs> See, and this is why we He's have like, the I'm not your broom because I don't want some parent to have to explain to their child what a gerbil might be used for in certain circumstances. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So even in the absence of a cuss word, <laughs> there still may be adult content. <laughs> Apologies to the youth of the Irish Islands. <laughs> <laughs> so then, you know, our, our friend the mouse exits, and then uh, Rose makes it known that she's there and that she heard her uh, talking to the, the mouse. Uh, Dorothy tries to kind of play it off like uh, she wasn't. Starts like indiscriminately, br- you know, brooming the floor. 
she says, you know, she shouldn't, she insists that, uh, Rose insists that she shouldn't be ashamed of her quote-unquote gift. Then Blanche pops in her head and says that uh, Lucy's getting ready to leave. And then Dorothy turns to Rose and says, never breathe a word about this to anyone or I'll kill you. And then Rose kind of brushes off the threat saying, don't be silly. You couldn't even kill a little mouse. Mm-hmm. That was another one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, she adds that uh, before they leave the room, she says, you know, it's a, a powerful gift and she must use it wisely. Then we enter the uh, living room. Real quick. It, it, and, you know, B. Arthur has sort of a response like she genuinely considers it. <laughs> she's like, maybe I do have the gift. <laughs> yeah, it's like even though most of the time she kind of looks at Rose like, you know, mm-hmm. she's a moron or, you know, just yeah. inane prattlings and whatnot. You know, if it's something that may be a power that she has, mm-hmm. then it might be worth listening to. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's interesting, right? Yeah, exactly. So maybe she's not so crazy after all. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She's complimented me. It must be true. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> there must be some level of validity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we see Blanche and uh, Lucy kind of saying their goodbyes. And then... Uh, Lucy even says bye to like Sophia gives her some cookies I think yeah she gives her what looks to be a glass plate of cookies Which, you know uh, with saran wrap we assume that she's going on a plane right yeah exactly <laughs> like is she just <laughs> gonna throw the plate away is she expected to take it home and mail it back mm-hmm. um, like it's like oh if you get in this college here um, <laughs> that she slept your way into potentially <laughs> you know or, or, are you going to uh, bring him back with you the next time yeah. you're around? She but. gets back in town. Is Michael going to let her attend? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, has Michael even still got a job? He did get a felony drug. <laughs> oh, you're absolutely <laughs> right. So I don't know if Michael's going to be that able to help true. her out on that, uh, on that application now. <laughs> so, you know, Dorothy says something along the lines of, we enjoyed having you, and Sophia adds, so did half of Miami. Right. That was a real close contender for my favorite line. Mm-hmm. And she exits, and then Rose asks Blanche, you know, what exactly she said to her at Ed's apartment the other night. Uh, Blanche replies that she just pointed out uh, her positive strengths and that she didn't need to rely on sex to be liked. Uh, Blanche then goes on to say that uh, Lucy had just been looking up to her more than she realized and that a lot of what she says about her own exploits is embellished, and she doesn't really sleep around as much as she claims. And then we kind of close with Rose asking if that's true, and Blanche just responds, Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Yeah, yeah, that was a good closing of the episode. Um, I, I definitely enjoyed that uh, that final line. Um, just to give a little, so so that was it, right? That was the, yeah, that the final. was where we okay. close. So just to give a quick little. You know, I always like to go over a little bit about our guest uh, guest actors and actresses. Ken uh, Stout or Stouty, um, I assume it's probably Stout, was uh, played the role of our Miami Vice uh, Ed. <laughs> Uh, he did not have much of an acting career. I think he was in like 13 episodes of varying TV shows, a couple TV movies, things did of that nature. Did he ever appear in Miami Vice? Uh, no, he did not. <laughs> and, and actually, he pretty much retired from acting almost. Like this episode was in 86. He had one other episode of a show called Blue Velvet in 86, and that was the last time he acted. But it appears he's now into producing. I mean, he has produced several things. It wasn't a cop show, was it? Blue Velvet? Uh, it, it may have been. I mean, that, that would that would make sense, or it could have been about horses. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but Hallie Todd, she was the one who played Lucy. Now, she has had a, a very successful career. Um, now, Lizzie McGuire was not a show that was on my radar. It was past, you know, it came out past the time that I would have ever had interest in something something like that. But she did play the mom, I guess, on that. Uh, it was in 78 and counting episodes of Lizzie McGuire, two different iterations oh, of wow. it, as well as the movie. Um, so that was her biggest thing. And then she uh, also had several other series. She was on 115 episodes of a show called Brothers, which I'm not familiar with. I think, I think it was a Showtime or... Uh, it was a, a cable show of some sort, um, and I think that's what gave her her big break, apparently. But uh, yeah, she was on, on several other uh, several other things where she was on multiple episodes and a lot of guest episodes as well. But Lizzie McGuire is her biggest, um, you know, I don't know, acting achievement, I would say at this point. So, gotcha, gotcha. And she's still still an active, uh, still active, actively taking roles and whatnot. So. I thought she was a good a good guest actress overall. I thought so too. I think she played the role well. Mm-hmm. I really did like the fact that this uh, title was a real tongue in cheek kind of like fit, befitting uh, explanation of episode overall. Yeah, yeah, a lot better than that last episode's title of "The Truth Will Out." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was far better. Or that was no lady. Yeah, <laughs> that was the most bizarre one I think yet. Yeah, we've had a couple oddball ones. So, um, so in this episode, Ski, who was your MVP? 
Uh, I gotta give it to Blanche. I think she was a good aunt in the end, and she stepped up when she had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, Blanche is definitely who I was leaning towards. And now after we've discussed the episode, I'm feeling like you know Rose had two really good anecdotes in it. Um, I mean, granted, she was you know the side character. You know, I always tend she to had, favor. She had, she had uh, good portions with the A and B story. I yeah, think. yeah, I think so too. So I don't know. I think. Uh, I would have. I, I was really leaning towards Blanche, but now, and in, in after re-examining the show, I think I'm going to give mine to Rose. How about you, Brunt? I'm going to give mine to the sweetheart of Tyler's Landing, oh, Rose <laughs> Nyland. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was afraid for a second it was going to be Millie. <laughs> but, hashtag never brief. forget. All right. <laughs> so with that, um, brief but powerful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So this one, I, I enjoyed the episode, but it definitely wasn't contending for me as far as the top episode. Um, I'd probably go with the four, four slices of cheesecake on this one. Uh, how about you, Ski? I'm going five. Five. A little little more favorable than me. And, and five you? and a half. Five I and think half? Um, just, yeah, just because of Betty White. I think she just knocked Good stories, loose ladies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, you know, the actress playing, you know, Lucy, I thought probably straight up just like the best family member they've had visiting just as far as acting goes yeah now are you not including stanley since he's an ex-family member correct okay. uh, and I, I consider him sort of a recurring yeah, as far as like these one-off type things mm-hmm. um i think she's definitely the best that they've had even yeah, better than rose's daughter <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so let's see so, so far we're 17 episodes in we've gotten rose's daughter um we've gotten blanche's grandson and mm-hmm. niece mm-hmm. Uh, we've gotten Rose's mother also, mm-hmm. and then Blanche's for, sister too. Yeah, Blanche's sister too, and then uh, for Dorothy, her ex-husband and her daughter have appeared on it. So mm-hmm. uh, we've gotten a pretty good cast of a uh, golden extras at this point. So mm-hmm. golden yeah. family members. Yeah. Um, Sophia's ex-boo. Yeah, came to town. Yeah, I don't think I count. I mean, we've had definitely a lot of other. A lot of other folks here and there, but as far as the family, a lot of suitors. Yeah, we're really filling out the golden family tree at this point. So <laughs> this is very nice. Should but. we take notes on that? Get a get a, a branches going. Well, I, I I do at least mention it in the recap of every. Well, not the recap, but the description. You know, okay. when I when I post these episodes, so yeah, you know, if we comb back through those, that would also give us <laughs> a, a way to keep track of it. But anyways, so stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.